Star Wars 7x7 episode 332. Today, we continue our series on controversies in the Star Wars universe and have a look at the special editions. Punch it, Chewie. No traps, no moisture, no committees. Just rebel-rousing fun for everyday Jedis. It's the Star Wars 7x7 podcast with your host, Alan Voivod. Destiny Unleashed. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host Alan Voivod, and kicking off with this episode, I wanted to talk about the idea of messing with movies. And Lucas has stated from time to time that people make changes to movies after the fact, and I went and did a few different Google searches just trying to find instances of movies that made changes after the fact the way that Star Wars has made changes. And I cannot find a record of a single one. I can I'm talking about like searching through, you know, ten pages deep in the Google search results in multiple searches for, you know, changes in films and, and all sorts of variations in that regard. And the only one that ever comes up is Star Wars. So this whole idea uh, well, you know what? I'm not even going to go there just yet. I'm going to save it for the Force feature. In the meantime, let's see what's going on in life on Tweedween. There's nothing to see. I used to live here. You know. <laughs> That's probably how dismissive the uh, folks behind the president's Twitter feed were when they saw this one. This comes from Jedi Order PR on Twitter, and I guess they were having an Ask the President situation, Twitter chat happening, and the Ask POTUS, P-O-T-U-S, hashtag, the Jedi Order PR posted, On a scale of one to Jar Jar, how disappointed were you with Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace? One to Jar Jar. <laughs> Well played, Jedi Order PR. Well played. And uh, yeah, I looked. I didn't see an answer to that one. But you deserve an answer to that one. I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely agree with you guys. You deserve an answer to that one. All right, let's see what we got in the swag bag today before we get to this episode's Force feature. Someone must have told him about my little maneuver at the Battle of Tanev. All right, we've got something kind of old school here. At least it has that kind of old school feel. It is a Millennium Falcon t-shirt. Um, black t-shirt with this bright yellow print of the Falcon uh, from the top view and of course the Star Wars logo. I guess that would have to be in the official Star Wars yellow actually and you can check it out at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7x7.com. Hey, if you're a fan of that particular YT-1300 then this might be the shirt that you want to pick up for yourself or hey, Father's Day's coming around the corner so not a bad thing to keep in mind. And with that, we are going to get into our force feature and re <laughs> restart from where I cut myself off at the beginning of this whole thing about the special editions and Lucas's whole take on, you know, oh gosh, the the phrase that he used was that uh, in in one interview, and of course he's done dozens of interviews about this, um, but he said that, you know, I'm sorry that people fell in love with a film that was only 25, 35, 40%, half complete, whatever the percentage is uh, that he throws out at different points in time. And it's absolutely ludicrous. Um, he's... It, He's putting forth the idea that it's okay to release a movie that isn't complete. It's like 
saying, okay, uh, Tolstoy, you know, you did War and Peace, you did, you know, one draft, so go ahead and publish that, and we'll put that out there, and then we'll publish again later editions of War and Peace. I mean, that just doesn't happen. It's like, say, the New York Times going, oh, you know, we're going to publish today's issue, and then, you know, we're going to make some significant changes and publish it again tomorrow. We're going to publish the June 1st issue again on June 2nd, and we're going to publish it again on September 28th, and we're going to publish it again on January 30th of 2016 next year. It doesn't happen. It is absolutely ludicrous. Now, I can see, you know what, I'm going to try, I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt. Like, things like uh, improving the sound quality, like getting it up to a, you know, Dolby 5.1 or a 7.1, for example, things like that. Like, sure, I'll give you that one. Like, that's okay. But when you start making changes that affect the story, sorry, no. Period, paragraph, no. And I saw some crazy thing from 2012, particularly with the one that just bites hardest of all, the whole Han and Greedo thing, where in 2012, Lucas claimed that Greedo had always shot first and that you just couldn't see it in the film, that just the way it was cut didn't show it in the film. I'm sorry, once again, it is absolutely ludicrous. It does not hold water. I am an absolute purist when it comes to the special edition versus the original edition stuff. You don't release a movie that isn't done. You put it out in the world and you let go. And if you want to release, like, (laughs) annotated editions or, you know, authorized editions later where you add, you know, add footnotes and background material and whatnot, then by all means do that. You want to release Jabba the Hutt as a deleted scene? Do it. You cannot mess with what is out there in the popular world. You have to, as a creator, let it go. You have to put it out into the wild. So that is my stand on the special editions, which is to say that I would just as soon prefer that they did not exist. And I would love to hear your opinion about it, too. Mine is not the only opinion, and mine is not the only valid opinion, either. So chime into the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. Hey Rebel Rousers, we feature something cool from the universe of Star Wars licensed merchandise every day in our swag bag segment, and it's just the tip of the iceberg. If you wanted to see how deep the Starlack Pit goes, then you've got to check out Entertainment Earth. They have more than 1,200 Star Wars related items, everything from your typical toys to home decor, prop replicas, artwork, and endlessly more. Go to sw7x7.com ee to see it all. All right, off of the soapbox and on to the trivia. Your feeble skills are no match for the power of the dark side. Last time we asked you who said he was, quote, sure that Luke wasn't on the Death Star, quote, when it blew, unquote, and that was Han Solo. Today's question, what type of droid is equipped with a needle? And before we go, just want to say, hey, happy 200 days left until The Force Awakens. Thanks for flying with me for another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, no Bothan spies died to bring it to you, so please leave me a great rating or review on your favorite podcasting app. That way you'll be helping to spread the word about the podcast to gorgeous Star Wars fans like you. Meanwhile, show notes, swag, the breaking news Twitter feed, and more are waiting for you at SW7x7.com. This doesn't feel like rock. It's destiny unleashed.
This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2014 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!